Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast. Week five, Texas football season coming back from a big win over Texas Tech in Austin this past weekend. Big offensively, defensively, eh, we'll get into it. But regardless, solid weather. The 11 a.m. game is such like a, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword because it's 11 a.m., you got to get up early. But, man, you should have the rest of the day just to sit there and do nothing and, like, we got up, like, went to Josephine House at 9 a.m., Joe Ho, bitches, and shout out Davis and Wilson, drinking, I don't know what we were drinking, pancakes, eggs, the whole nine, wonderful, get to the game a little bit late, but still, afterwards, it was, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that was quite the intro there to try to <laughs> rebound from. But, um, yeah, I, I actually the 11 a.m. has started to really grow on me as well. I now understand why the Big Ten's always done that. Always kind of made fun of them for, you know, growing up, you watch game day and all of a sudden you go to, like, Indiana, Purdue. Yeah. With Doris Burke as the announcer. Hey, watch I, it. It's I Beth Moens I, to you. I don't I don't mind the 11 a.m. anymore because you just have quite the rest of, you know, Saturday. To if do it's it. a good day out, if it's a great day out like it was on Saturday, then it, yeah, then it, it was. Is. I mean, it looked unbelievably nice on TV. It was uh, pretty nice. It got a little hot. Once the sun kind of like, you know, we were on the uh, well, east side, yep. once it started really kind of beaming in your face a little bit, it was. The earth started rotating. When the earth started rotating around the sun a little bit more, it was, it got a little hot. It was, wasn't that bad, though. I mean, I was wearing jeans. It was totally fine. Um, yeah, first, man. First it, game, huh? First jeans game. Yeah, broke them in. Um, it's looking like next week's probably going to be a jeans game, too. Uh, but really? the atmosphere was pretty great. For an 11 a.m. game, they announced attendance at 98,000. I believe it. It was it was pretty dang full. Yeah. No, I, I will say there weren't that many, like, times that it could get like super loud though like we got up by three scores or whatever so early it was kind of like okay well this is if it'd be great if we stopped them on defense but it's not that big of a deal but then we'd stop them on defense the punt block that was called back was that not loud that that was loud that was very very loud but it the flags came out pretty quick yeah no it was pretty obvious i think we you and i traded text yeah first one but starting yeah. up this great and you know interpretate or i guess discussion about the atmosphere we never did beers beer of the week but oh yeah what's beer of the week uh beer of the week coming from fort worth texas stewart's good friends at wild acre brewery um a lot of seasonal beers but in honor of everybody listening to this on october 1st i'm going to go with the snapped gingerbread strong ale which some are probably going to accuse me of that i used this beer before I would like for someone to prove it to me. If they do, I'll buy them a beer or six pack of beer um, of this beer, actually. So um, give it a try. It comes out. And uh, do they distribute anywhere outside of DFW? It's getting bigger, but it's still not a lot. You, you can find it in a few places in Austin. I'd be really surprised if you can find it in Houston. Well, it says the beer is perfect for the holiday season in every way. So what a great way to start the holiday season. Great way to start the holiday season. Among the same vein, if you are in Fort Worth and will be there on Sunday and would like to try some delicious barbecue, go check out Yellow Rose Smokehouse on Instagram. And uh, they will be serving at the showdown at 11 a.m. or maybe noon on Sunday. Great little hangover fest. Tell Rich 
Um, I sent you a please. Uh, all right. I kind of derailed the atmosphere. Do you want to do a last statement there? No, I didn't. No, it's fine. It's. Uh, do you uh, like great barbecue? Do you like great barbecue? Yeah, I do like great barbecue. Okay. Great love off the low. Um, but no, I, it, did, it definitely, from a TV standpoint, um, I don't know if it was noticeable when you were there, but like the smoke was really bad. The first like drive. Yeah, yeah I did notice that. <laughs> It was kind of weird. I don't know. It, it what on the field it wasn't as bad, but like around like the mid section of the stadium, it was you could very visibly see it. I don't know what that was. I guess it just wasn't that windy, and they were firing that cannon off so many so much um, in the first and I, definitely in the second quarter. But uh, yeah, I, I did kind of notice that on like a kickoff. I don't know. It was yeah. It was kind of kind of funky, but it's still it was. I was proud of the the Texas fans just praying, 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 praying. Everybody knock on wood that Oklahoma State's a night game. I've We've got to see what it looks like at a night game. I really, really don't want it to be a night game, but I know it's going to be. Why? That's the one game I need to be at 11 a.m. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But that's just my luck. Uh, but, no, I, I was a very, very impressed with the 11 a.m. crowd. Um, I hope that doesn't become a trend even though we just talked about how much we like it, but I really, I do like the night night environment at DKR is definitely a lot better. So um, what was, uh, I guess, <laughs> I will say before we jump into the actual analysis of the game, the first half plus watching the Ryder Cup on TV, like next to each other was like one of the greatest oh, sports I've had in a while. So I'm sure it was pretty fun, um, but you were at the game. So, what was it like? Was the crowd just going nuts in terms of like? Yeah, I mean, no, definitely. It, there was, I mean, everyone was just like in a great mood. I, I don't know how to describe it. It just felt like, I don't know, man. Like, when was the last time, you know, I never even saw a stat the last time we hung 70 on someone. I'm just going to assume it's Colorado. Yeah, but it, it was, I'm pretty sure it was Colorado. But yeah, yeah. There, was, there was never a doubt in that game from the no. opening kick to when we literally like, walked out it was never a doubt which was i haven't had that kind of confidence throughout the whole game um and quite frankly i don't know why matt wells is still a coach at texas tech that was such a bad performance but yeah i saw something about that too especially with sonny dykes beating smu you know his dad was the coach sonny's dad was the coach yeah. of tech and like I, I he seems like an obvious candidate but i don't know i, I kind of agree with you I'm a, you know starting quarterback who actually wasn't playing that bad Breaking collarbone doesn't help him, and yeah, safety got who got hurt, and he's out for the year. And Shugs looks like he's going to be out for the year, so or a good portion of it. So, yeah, it might be getting a little a uh, little warm on that seat. Um, it it just I don't know. I, I've never felt the hate for Tech, but for some reason it was kind of flowing just because like they're all pissed off about Beard and us leaving and really kind of throwing him in the dust more than anybody else. Um, so yeah, that felt good. <laughs> well, it kind of went against what you and I talked about. Like we always talked about how you know traditionally we'll, we always beat Tech. I mean, if you look back at over the last twenty years, they've only beaten us three times, but yeah. the games were always close. Like that was yeah, that was really nice. And I think you about to make the next note about confidence, but that that could not have come at a better time. I don't look as much into the Sarkeesian getting his first Big Twelve win convincingly by any means. I think that's kind of like an over-emphasized statement. But I yeah. just see it more as the individual, like the players were playing with some swag and playing confidently out there and like actually out athleticizing 
their com uh, his competitor. Like it, it just we we don't always see that, and that was awesome. Yeah, I think looking back on it, like Tech was obviously not proven that well, and you know barely beating U of H and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not. I agree with you on the like the Big Twelve conference win. I think from just a pure coaching standpoint, though, you've got to feel pretty dang good. Like the play calling was impeccable. I know the defense. We'll get into the you know second half kind of getting burned, but I'm not going to put that too much on Kwiatkowski and Sarkeesian from a coaching standpoint. Those were just like flat out man on man getting getting beat type situations. Yeah, there yeah. you could have done something to prevent them if you, you called you know better safety help or whatever. But I don't know. I there were times where he was going nuts on the sideline sideline, and I was like, oh my god. But yeah, getting getting back to what you said, the quiet confidence that this team has like praising the other team before the game saying how good they are, but you know, still being not even saying that they're confident. I don't know what it is, but you can kind of feel it. That's not this cockiness, not even close to what Herman was doing. And then they get on the field and they're like, Oh my God, this is the most confident team in the world. Just in their play. No bullshit. We're number like fourth in the country in terms of like penalties or something like that. And yards per game. Like, it just looks like a very smart, confident team, purely from their play. Yeah. No, they, they look very comfortable, which was nice. Um, and, yeah, it's not the the yeah, going back to the uncomfortable uncomfortability of the season, there was none of that on Saturday. No. But again, bigger deal is that I can't remember the last time I was at like I was almost like able to walk away in the second half and just be like, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, there was, we left midway, not midway, like five minutes left in the fourth. We're like, okay, that's, this is, this is done. So um, we already made the point about, you know, tech was unproven. So there's a little bit of concern there. Um, so I guess I'll wait for the, you know, TCU segue. To oh, yeah, talk we'll get into that. Are you kidding me? What, what? Nothing. Go ahead. You're on no, I, I, I definitely want to get your opinion on, on that. Gatorade cooler how how many people are walking up to that Gatorade cooler full of uh cooler? pretty I think a lot of people are but I mean if there's one thing that'll scare you away from it is being a looking at Texas and TCU's record over the past nine years I'm sure yet nobody's been tweeting about that this week um but <laughs> I yeah I think it's still probably decently big but if like if we were playing Oklahoma State this weekend or Baylor or any other team, I think it would be like overflowing, like heated up in a spoon and, and put it inside of me. But since we're playing TCU, it's a little bit quelled. Um, so there's there's like a pretty decent amount of people in line, but not like a, a line for corn dogs. We're not we're not we're not keg standing orange Kool Aid yet. I'd say it's it's a <laughs> okay. it's a casual chug. So, yeah. Well, okay, we'll we'll see how long that line is after this week. But right, um, you know, we, we had a request from from who to keep this thing at forty five minutes. So let's mention a few players from the Tech game and then yeah, jump into okay, gumping it. Yeah, let's just do a few guys that you thought stand out. Okay, obviously Bijan doesn't count. One hundred, what was it, thirty six yards? Um, yeah, that's like me. not even one, supposed to be mentioned. It's assumed he's going to be one thirty seven. 
Um, his average was seven and <laughs> seven and a half yards per um, per carry, and that is not including his uh, two catches for fifty four yards. So overall, almost um, two hundred yards all purpose. Very very great game. The kind of funny ironic part is he didn't have a touchdown running the ball. He obviously had that fourth down, the first touchdown of the game, but he didn't have a – they didn't give him a touchdown running the ball. So, just – I don't he, know. He, looked, them, he was playing against high schoolers. I mean, he, he really he was making moves. Um, and hopefully it's not because the tech defense Whoa. is trash. Oh, okay. How's uh, – I had a hiccup. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we had arugula. Uh, arugula. And it was really good. Shout out to Ashley. Lucy. Um, Ashley. No, so okay, let's not talk about. We, we can talk about him every week. Let's talk about different dudes, I, and you can go even into okay. Your favorite. A different running back question. Straight line, goal line to goal line. I think Keelan Robinson's the fastest one. Oh, without a doubt. Like he is, he doesn't have the mover and the shaker, but straight line speed. Oh my god, that guy's so fast. I didn't realize Jonathan Brooks had seven carries for forty-seven in addition. Yeah. To, like. Jeez, but yeah, no, that guy is super fast. I look forward to obviously we've seen the special teams effect he has, um, but like I want him to have a game where he is just they're feeding him constantly and he goes off for like a lot. I don't yeah. know if that's gonna be this year, but I look forward to it. Uh, okay, well, what made that happen? Obviously, Bijan is Bijan, and great play calling. The outside zone was pumping all damn night or yeah. day, excuse me. But this O-line finally came together and played as a cohesive unit, only giving up one sack, which I think was against Card, maybe. I can't remember exactly, sorry. Um, and like three tackle for losses or something not terrible from what they had been playing at. Uh, I thought they looked great. I thought they were getting them the second level, getting the linebackers um, and the outside zone majors and the inside guys can really play that well you know you, you hear outside zone and it's actually really more on the inside guys to get to that second level for that play call to kind of manifest um especially with a guy like Bijan, and i they did a great job of that and then pass protection very good i saw uh pro football focus for their college football uh they technically gave even though there was one sack there was no qb pressures on casey thompson all day saturday so Hats off to the O-line. Love seeing that, especially with this weekend coming up. That's that's very – if I had to be com- most confident about one thing, it or it, not most confident, if I see another week like that, then I'm going to be, oh, my God, this offense has a chance to be very good, top it, 15 in the country. How much of that was experience um, together as a group, or was it the scheme – change to go to the outside more do you think more of the outside I don't know. Stuff? that's a good question i i'll go a little bit lean a little bit more on scheme but at the end of the day i mean yeah i don't know that's a really good question i'll i'll lean scheme but it's close so no false starts right i don't think nope no false starts you know, I think... a bad day on offensive line was that texas tech left tackle my god yeah he did have a bad he day alive and they showed yeah. him he got benched oh oh he did yeah, and it showed him on the sideline. The guy was like huffing and puffing, and he had like three straight penalties, I think. Oh god, but, <laughs> it was bad. Like number fifty-five, I think it was number. But um, yeah, they they were 
even the TV guys were like, this is a new and improved offensive line. So it was oh, yeah. well known nationally about our issues from that Arkansas game with how bad they were. So, uh, I mean, obviously worthy. How many touchdowns? Three touchdowns. Unbelievable. Really cementing himself as the number one guy. I, you know, Whittington just, I know he didn't give like, he had five receptions, um, you know, almost 100 yards at 93. But that one play where he broke a few tackles and everything, that's just what he does. And it's, very scary what he can do in space. Um, also, you're kids, worthy? what you're talking about, worthy, right? No, I'm ta- broke yeah. And then didn't Whittington have that one catch, that long catch for like 30 yards, but he broke a few tackles. Am I making that? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. But the one that was long and they went to the north end zone where like he, yeah, went around that was worthy, but whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that. Sorry, uh, my favorite worthy touchdown was a pass from Casey that faded towards you. Yep. Uh, that was, a, that was a that was a touch. That was unbelievable. That was a great throw. That was an NFL throw for sure. Um, Marcus Washington, Josh Moore getting touches. Love to see it. Cade Brewer two catches. Great blocking. He's being very under. He's getting the Andrew Breck tight end H back who isn't a main focus of this offense at all, but is really good at blocking award. Whenever Cade like receives a ball, he always someone goes right at his knees, and when he falls, it's just like so comfortable looking. It looks like it hurts so bad, like really um, bad. Good yeah, game plan. I mean, I mean I, that was offense. That was a clinic. Worthy got newcomer, one of the newcomers in the Big yep. Twelve of the week. Mm-hmm. So that's a great recognition. And sure. uh, someone got, uh, someone else won an award for Big Twelve of the week. I, I think Casey might have won Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, hyper efficient. I mean, 300 yards on uh, was it 18 completions, 23 attempts. That pick was bad. That was a mental error. That was not a physical error. I'll take it. Whatever. It was stupid. He shouldn't have thrown it. And whatever. Take the field goal off the interception. Um, and he got greedy. All was way too greedy. But overall, awesome. A plus offensive effort. Those kids really. Uh, That's all you gotta say. <laughs> yeah, seventy. Okay, seventy burger. Moving on. Defense. Yeesh. Yeesh. Decent. Decent first half. I'm gonna say decent. Not that bad. I will second, say. Second half was bad. Before, yeah, yeah. The remember how you and I were like, okay, what's gonna be the new offensive uh, twist that we throw out there? The I formation defense was uh, the twist that we almost called. That was incredible. That was one of the sexiest things I've ever seen. I almost called the return too, but you know, whatever. What you almost called the what? I think I said a kick return, but I, some people texted me and said you almost called a return by uh, uh, Jameson. Oh, 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 yeah. He's definitely like the seven yard line or something. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, no, that getting moving into specific teams or units that the D line. I'm I'm tired of picking on Keandre because he he's. I feel like a heart and soul of this defense or he was coming into the season and he still hasn't lived up to it. And I, I just need him to play better because he seems like such a good kid and solid player and has shown it the past two years. And he's for some reason, he can't put it together. I don't know what it is. He's getting reps. They're keeping him on the field, but not as much as he should be. Maybe he's just tired. I, I don't know, man. Is he getting double teamed? I frankly haven't paid attention to it. Is he, he getting double teamed a lot? That's oh of, yeah. I mean he does, but like he, it hadn't been that big of an issue last year or the year before. 
the coverage was eating or was like giving Ojomo so much cover, like attention. <laughs> really? He yeah. Go watch an interview with him. He's very, very, very smart. He like already said he's like, yeah, if NFL doesn't work out, I'm going to get my JD MBA. So, shit, dude. Um, I thought he played well. I, I Jacoby Jones played well. I mean, I'm not. I didn't see as much compared to uh, on uh, what they're saying on TV, but Alfred Collins. They should have been praising him the most. Two tackles for loss and a sack the, with the I formation thing, but still played very, very, very well. Yeah, no, I think the pressure that we produced, the linebacker play, by no means is as big of a concern as it was previously, with the asterisk that we don't know what Texas Tech offensive line truly is. Um, yeah. But the real conversation that everyone's having is the, the concerns and the, you know, Safeties and corners. I mean, that that there were a few plays too, that were like so bad. Like, yeah, I honestly couldn't tell how bad the burns were in person, but Jameson they looked terrible. Really bad on that first really. play of the drive, seventy yard pass, seventy five yard pass. Uh, yeah, Foster, which was like the first deep ball to the southwest corner, um, where fuck, I think it was the first touchdown by that backup quarterback, but he. BJ was just like a second late, so I won't give – that was kind of like a, just a bad move on his part, not getting burned. Just took one second too late. But Jameson got burned and then – actually got burned twice, and then Schooler took him out on that one play. Yeah, Schooler, yeah. I mean, I, Josh Thompson didn't play great either, right? Oh, yeah, he gets all the glamour for having a pick six, which – what was that number I texted you? It was 45 games since we've had one of those? That's crazy. Yes, I think that – yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, good call. Um, well, Josh Thompson's supposedly not playing this week with a concussion too. So Really? Yeah, that's, that came out like right before we started. When the hell – so who plays for him? I mean, Darian Dunn probably. Okay, I mean, that's not too much of a drop-off. No, it's not, but still, it, you know. Um, yeah, the safety help was non-existent. Jaron had some really bad – angles schooler taking out jameson um and foster never hasn't never been great in coverage i mean that's that's a known thing he's solid against the run support but still i i wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing a little more nickel this week and we anthony cook seeing him a lot more i mean you have to right to give daring dunn a little bit of something and uh i, I don't know it's that was ugly i, I duggan is not that Columbia kid, like for a backup, was pretty damn good. He wasn't great, but like he was decent, and the the receivers are good. I, they did hold that Akuzamana or Izukama or whatever, I can't pronounce his damn name, to like seventy yards on like six or seven catches. Not that bad, but they forgot about the other guys. So, you know, you get bailed out with an, a great offensive performance, but. 35 yards or 35 points is still not, not good. Yeah, no, I mean, part of it, you got to kind of wonder like them letting off um, and just kind of giving up and, and yeah, yeah, about that. But um, how about your boy Luke getting a pick? That was nice. That was awesome. I was freaking out, screaming, protect the family, protect the family, protect the effing family. Yeah, um, that was nice. I, I was excited to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the, Defense is ranked 113th in the nation. That says says enough right there. We've got issues. Um, we got to work it work it out. I mean, hopefully Duggan doesn't go all over us, but 
Um, well, I guess Rattler's not as big of a concern as he was. No, he's not. We'll get to that next week. But, yeah, 20 first downs, uh, 12 of them were passing. Not not great. I will say, you hit, yeah, you hold them to under four yards per carry, which is good, but you also let them uh, – complete 11 yards per uh, attempt so not 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 great there and three touchdowns through there 520 yards total that's bad well we won <laughs> so we won by 35 anyways all right anything else you got on tech um uh, special teams was decent uh we didn't really have much of I mean, we didn't punt so that's nice um or dicker, dicker was 10 for 10 um the going forward on fourth down that's seems to be uh a pretty frequent he likes it he likes it he likes it a lot kind of makes me a little nervous at times but uh, he scored a touchdown on it (laughs) yeah i know but it it always seems to be early in that in that first half when we're on a drive it's on the opponent's 40 and i i I respect it because it's working out so far that's just the one thing you're right there Uh, but yeah, no, that's something that we need to, I you know, just to keep an eye on in terms of like how frequently we're going to do that. So yeah, I agree with you. It's something something to watch. All right, let's get into this week. This is obviously very near and dear to my heart. Possibly the last time Texas is playing in Fort Worth. For God, I don't, nobody knows. Um, so big big deal for me. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I uh, keep on overthinking myself and underthinking and all over my head spinning, mostly with excitement, but still a little bit of nervous. Um, TCU coming off the bad loss to SMU 42 to 34, I think. Gave up what? Yes. Uh, Gave up 350 yards on the ground. Also got burned pretty bad. Um, over the air, Tanner Mordecai, man, that that transfer is not looking great for Lincoln. <laughs> Again, we'll get to that next week, but whew, that guy's pretty good. And God, what's that receiver's name for SMU? He's he's solid too. Gray. What's his name? Last name was Gray. Is he talking about the guy who talked all the trash and had all the? Yes. Yeah, D Gray. Well, he backed it up. Yeah, uh, Danny Gray. Gray. Danny Gray. Danny yeah. Gray. Uh, yeah, that guy's very very good. Um, Anyways, tech, uh, TCU uh, before that had a bye week before SMU. Then um, week two, they had uh, Cal, who they barely beat, were losing a good portion of that game, who's also now one in three in a really bad Pac 12, Pac 10, or whatever the hell they are um, conference, and then a win over Duquesne in week number one. Wait, sorry. Uh, they had someone cancel on them. Like that's such a weird thing to only have two. Oh no, wait. Wake up, John. SMU is not conference. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. Cal was Cal was thinking about trans, uh, canceling on them, and they uh, didn't. Obviously. Okay. Well, now that I had a brain fart, this just seems uh, like a weird time to have a, a off week in September 18th. Like, I, yeah, that is true. I don't know why that worked. Like, like do that. we have a bye week in the Big 12 schedule somewhere? Do we have a bye week? What? Do we have a, a bye week sometime at, in the Big Twelve schedule this year? Yeah, after Oklahoma State. Okay. October twenty fourth or twenty third. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that's interesting. Whatever. That's just odd to have such an early 
<sighs> my week, but yeah. Um, Real weird. Um, Cal. Post, post SMU, Patterson's been spinning his head. You know, first there's the video. He's coming up to Sonny Dyke saying, y'all kicked your ass, like congrats, all this stuff. Seems pretty humbled and okay about it. But then he goes in the press conference freaking out that one an SMU player attacked one of his assistant coaches and there's that just didn't happen. Um, then SMU puts one of his country songs that he wrote about COVID in the background of the highlights from the game. Uh-huh. And then SMU yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, put up a billboard on I-30 going west into Fort Worth. It was technically in Fort Worth city limits. It says pony up Fort Worth. And he was not a fan of that. He was talking about it in the press conference and the song and everything. I, I don't know. I, I'm seeing a lot of stuff from TCU fans that are pretty pissed off, mostly because this is very uncharacteristic for him. He's usually pretty decent about not caring about this type of crap. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on in his head and his locker room. That, that gloss obviously got to him a good bit. So you're hoping it's a distraction is what you're saying. I'm, it's just looking like sounds like something Herman would do. Like yeah. Herman did do this. Not against TCU, but when he's tried to fight Gundy and all that crap, like, I don't know. It's just, it makes no sense. It, it doesn't affect the play on the field. Yeah. It's a very, non, it's not a very typical Patterson move for sure. No, not at all. That's, that's what makes me kind of think about this a little harder, but I can't come up with a reason. So the stat I found so interesting, and it's one that everyone's talked about right all week is that TCU is like two and eight before they face Texas. And then obviously like, seven and two versus us or whatever the stat is yeah. uh, for beating us, which, you know, all the games, they were much better teams. There were a few in there that we completely choked like last year. Yeah. Um, but I find it so interesting. It's like, this is their Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I mean? I have no offense to the TCU fans that are listening, especially if I have any family members that listen. But oh, yeah. This is like 100% the biggest game for them this year, especially after losing to SMU. So, yeah. This is what they're playing for. And like Gary, whether he doesn't show stuff for the first three games and saves it for our game, or uh, if hopefully this is just a down year for him and we actually win. But I'm like genuinely concerned that this is just yet another week before Texas they lose and yeah. then they come out and like have this like impeccable, unbeatable offense. Right. And I think that's what everyone thinks. Getting into the actual team, looking at it like player by player. Yeah. I, I really don't think that's the case this year. They have some getting – okay, well, Duggan is obviously a great quarterback, good runner, not the best thrower. Zach Evans is a phenomenal running back and is coming into what everyone thought he was outside of coming out of high school. And Quentin Nelson right is a very good receiver. Quentin Nelson, right, that's his name. I'm not going to no, Quentin Johnston. Remember, he was a guy who – Quentin Johnson, committed, excuse me. Yeah, he committed to them over us or left us and went there or something. Right. And that Tay Barber is actually kind of – He's had more receptions, but still only through three games, he's got seven and Quentin Johnson's got nine. Their, their goal is to feed Evans and they went away from that against SMU at the end. And that's kind of what lost the game. They just kind of fell apart offensively, but their starting center is looking like he's going to be out. He got hurt against SMU. The right tackle is not great. Their left tackle is pretty good, but you don't have the like kind of glue O lineman shout out John Wilders that they always have that can kind of somehow pull it together and dominate um, 
any any defense um on and on the defensive side you know gary's arguably the best defensive college defensive coach in the past 25 years yes saban's put together some great teams but i think he gary was doing this a whole decade before saban was um d-line is not anything spectacular not a solid pass rush their linebacker they have that one guy who was a receiver out of high school and of course three-star and Patterson plucks him out of nowhere and turns him into a starting linebacker. Very typical. Their safeties aren't as good as they were. They're mooring and that other kid that left last year are, are gone. Now they do have Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, or Tomlinson Hodges. I can't remember which one. Uh, Lydanian Tomlinson's son, maybe nephew. I can't remember. He's likely an all-American corner, but the other side's not as good. I, I truly think that this team talent wise, it's just not what it normally is for TCU. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know more about their offensive line and defensive line because obviously their defense is what's made TCU, right? Their, their defensive line and deep yeah. linebackers are like unreal. So, um, <clears throat> my concern is Evans. I feel like this is his coming out party. It's the team, you know, that was chasing him. And uh, last year was kind of like an overshadowed game early in the season. And, he didn't get that many touches, but I feel like this is a game where he's going to put a pretty big chip on his shoulder, especially mm-hmm. if the weather is going to turn out to be the way it is when we have to run the yep. ball and they have to run the ball. Yep. Um, so that's my big fear is our defense. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm watching two things. Stop watching the Astros. Uh, is our is our issues with, you know, being able to stop him. I'm not too concerned about Duggan throwing over the top of us, weirdly enough, after what we just – about about the defense in Texas Tech, but yeah. I really am concerned about Evans and stopping him. And what I agree, if we cannot stop him, that yeah, the, the total X factor that can absolutely wipe away everything I just said in terms of talent is the weather, and it's looking like it's about a ninety percent chance it's going to rain. Now, how hard it's going to rain, I don't think it's going to be like a downpour, but you know, it's late September, Maggie, and you really need to come home, and the weather's getting kind of weird. So it could, it, if if that plays that big of a factor and it becomes a one-dimensional game yeah i mean i i still like Bijan, but zach evans is pretty damn good um five star on five star who's gonna win so yeah that's the issue I, you gotta factor in everything and the weather unfortunately is one of those this week but thank okay. god it's a 11 a.m game as well the 11 a.m game yeah is interesting um you know, we saw Tech kind of sleepwalk through 11 a.m., but again, I'm I'm backing this team's quiet confidence, and uh, I don't know. I, this seems like a very different approach that Texas is taking compared to years past. You think they drive or fly to Fort Worth? They fly. Hmm. They fly to DFW because they fly. They fly for OU. Why would they not fly for TCU? I thought they drove for OU, honestly. No, the uh, the the freshmen do. That's right. That's right. But they probably drive to Waco. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. They drive to Waco. You're getting you're getting too bogged down in logistics. Uh, <laughs> I can okay. only imagine. It's quite the job. Do you have uh, what's the prediction? Any crazy yeah. things happen? Yeah, yeah. So um, the rain concerns me. It reminds me of 2013, except for the fact that it's an 11 a.m. game. Yep. Um, it's crazy that that was the only time we've won up there. Yep. Um, I always feel like the game up there is in our off year. Like, you know, I just feel like obviously 
we, we always travel well there because we have so many fans in Fort Worth and DFW. And so it's never really that bad of an environment to play. So I'm not concerned about that. Um, like I was with the Arkansas game, mm-hmm. but my big concern um, is the fact that we have not proven this team has not proven to me that they can kind of go toe to toe with someone in a environment that is not in Austin. We haven't had a close game yet. Um, That's true. And yeah, no, keep going. If we go into it and it's an 11 a.m. game and the pancakes and eggs weren't very good at the hotel and the team is slow in the first quarter and then all of a sudden it's a good game in the second quarter and Bijan has a little bit of a tough get going and Zach Evans is rolling, I think this is going to be a really close game when unfortunately I think TCU is going to pull it out. Um, But if we come out and punch them in the face early and shut that crowd up and then let the rain play to our advantage and let Duggan play from behind, kind of rattle his confidence a little bit, I feel like we could blow them out. But I'm going to stick with my first prediction. I think it's a close game throughout due to the weather. I think TCU pulls some BS and, and wins. Yeah, I. this is definitely – Gary, despite everything that he said this past week, is still a very, very smart coach. He's going to get it together. He's going to scheme us up. Like, you, like we talked about, this is their Super Bowl. I think something that hasn't become too much of a factor yet that is very possible that's only emphasized by the rain is Dicker hasn't looked great kicking field goals. In a close game like this, on the road, rain coming down, that really scares me. But I'll go back to my original thought. Talent, I think Texas has a decent – some some slide of an edge on that one and more importantly i think the scheme is looking a lot better but it's still tcu it's going to be close i'll say texas wins but probably not a cover i'll say like 33 30 35 30 somewhere around that if anything i like the over um weirdly enough but yeah i don't know if i like the over in the weather but the i think our like Random guess of the last week was more will a player have more receiving yards than rushing yards. Yeah. What do you think this week? Let's stick with the same thing. I think no, 100% no. Um, that's such a lame answer just because how good Bijan is. But I think just through the rain, we're not going to be airing the ball out as much. So. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a pretty easy one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely say rushing. One, one last thing, and this is just like all of – Stewart's biases like coming together at once and just one giant explosion. Imagine this that. is this is Meyer's first game starting in Fort Worth and definitely his last one. Just keep an eye on that the first couple series. See how he's playing, and I guarantee that's how the defense is gonna play. Okay, that's that's it. I like that. All right, games of the week. Really underrated slate. I like this slate this week. Uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, 11 a.m., uh, Big Noon Fox, Gus, and Joel Klatt. Mer- Graham Mertz is a terrible quarterback. Michigan, I saw something the other day that Harbaugh at Michigan, since he's been at Michigan in the month of September, has only lost like two games. Now, technically, it's October tomorrow, today, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Fuck, that always messes with me. Yesterday. But yeah. shut up, stop. Um, Michigan can actually kind of run the ball. This game's going to be disgusting, but I, I still kind of like Michigan. I think they're 
sneaky, sneaky good. And I don't think Wisconsin's anything spectacular besides their defense. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati at Notre Dame, 130. 130. I double checked that. Don't know why. 130 on NBC. Notre Dame is plus two in this game. Everyone kind of penciled this before the season as like if the group of five actually wants to get a team into the playoff, this is the game. Uh, in South Bend, the whole nine. I still think Fresno State has a chance of making the playoff, but that's a whole nother uh, conversation. I, I don't understand why Notre Dame's favored in this. I think Cone's a decent quarterback. They don't have the O-line rushing attack that they always have, but I, I haven't really watched Cincinnati, I'll be honest, but I don't see a game, a situation where Notre Dame just flat out loses the set home. Uh, last, again, there's a bunch of decent games, but for sake of time, this will be the last one. Oklahoma at Kansas wait, wait, State. Wait, 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 wait. Going back to Cincinnati-Notre Dame, um, does Notre Dame have the hangover that they may have from Wisconsin or – did they finally find their offense and they just roll through this game? I think they finally found their offense and they roll through this thing. I don't know about a hangover. I, I just don't think Wisconsin's that good. Like, is that really that big of a win? Don't look at the rankings. Like, is that 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 big of a win? The Big Ten's pretty weak. I, I, I don't think so. No. Um, OU. One other thing on that. One other thing. Um, the Astros just won the AL West again. OU at Kansas State, 230 Fox. <laughs> Kansas State is plus 10. OU fans were booing Rattler and uh, screaming for Caleb Williams for five-star. That was ridiculous. I haven't seen something like that in a while. Yeah, OU fans typically don't do that. That is not like them. Um, As much as I want to hate them, they're actually a pretty decent fan base. Uh, Yeah, they're they're usually pretty smart and, well, okay. Well, they date their cousins, but, you know, other than that, it's okay. Yeah. we said, we'll this save game, some for next week. This game reminds me of 2019. Um, yeah. Remember that game when they went up yes. there in Kansas State? Like, yeah. It was actually kind of good that year. Yeah. And ended up just like beating them. You know, shout out to John Wolters again, two times one podcast. Yeah. Advantage OU with a 230 kick, not the 11 a.m. kick for Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Oklahoma covering this game, but I do see them winning. It's going to be close. I agree. Kansas State's going to scare them. I didn't get to catch that Kansas State versus Oklahoma State game last week, um, but it was wasn't it pretty close? I think so. It was like a three point win, I think. I can't and Kansas State, but uh, yeah, Kansas State also that Skylar Thompson looks like he's out, and I think their second string quarterbacks out too. But yeah, they always play this game tight. The ghost of Bill Snyder is just going to be there, and Rattler's got to be thinking. I don't know. He's he seems like a guy that doesn't really care what the fan base thinks and just going to go do what he's going to do, but I need to see it. Um, How much you want to take that last game? Yeah. Biggest game of the week um, of them all is actually, is it going to be Pac-12 after dark except for not Pac-12? Sure. I think it is. I think it's an eight o'clock kick. Is it actually? Yeah. I don't know. It's late. So the fighting Midwestern state, Mustangs, hashtag Stang Gang, are moving um, in some way or another out to the West Coast this weekend. I hope it's not a bus. but It is at 8 p.m. Holy shit. <laughs> if it is, a wet, if it, I'm pretty sure Marshall told me he's flying. But uh, shout out to Midwestern State for winning last week. They definitely made it interesting um, by 
definitely playing down to their opponent. Apparently, I don't know what to say except for yeah, no, no Eastern way. Eastern New Mexico is not good, and they they uh, took them to OT. Yeah, so a win's a win in that kind of uh, level of football, but they are still undefeated. Moved up, what do you say, number eleven? They moved up to number eleven in the rankings. Yep. Okay, so they're number eleven now. This is their first four zero start in a long time. So um, yeah. Oh, uh, it's eight eight p.m. Central Time. Damn it. Still. I've got a bad feeling. I think Central Washington. Washington Ooh. I'm sorry, Marshall. I don't know about that. I really don't think they've played too many teams. I don't know what teams they've played. Uh, it's in Ellenburg, Washington. No idea uh, where. Yes, of course. That is. Um, they're the Wildcats. And they're two and two. They they beat oh okay. They beat Eastern New Mexico sixty six to twenty four week one, but they lost to Angelo State this past weekend nine to fourteen. Yeah, so, I think it's hard to compare games because Marshall's had like about four different tight ends already this year. They've only played four <laughs> games, so <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, uh, the lack of retainage of players for many reasons in this level of football. So, well, JJ Lemming for Central Washington in the loss against, uh, he's the quarterback, obviously, in the loss against Angelo State was nine for 33 with 114 yards and two interceptions. So, yeah, I, make him make him throw the ball as my, and send me some free gear, Marshall. So, last shout out. I'm sorry I took this long. Um, why is Ole Miss not? Uh, on this Ole Miss Alabama this is typically one of your favorite games is it one of my favorite games yeah you always talk about Ole Miss as a first half cover and then loses the game I don't know if I feel I feel like Alabama is going to outright win this one I, I I'm just I don't understand the I Corral's probably the Heisman Trophy winner but Lane Lane doesn't have it this this year oh. next year maybe not this year Will is going to disagree with you. Shout out, Will, for everything you did last week. I'm very happy for you. Very exciting. Had a good time celebrating. And hopefully your team can pull up a huge upset this weekend. I like I like the Tide. Yeah, I guess we should, probably should have put that in there. Sorry, I was doing this late. Go Horns. Get the win this weekend. All right. If you're in Fort Worth, text me. I've got a tailgate. Uh, you might have to donate some money, but it's for a good cause. All right. Talk to everybody next week. BTCU. Go Strohs. No, don't go Strohs. Hook them on Spike. Same old dial, same old end of the work week drink. Bartender knows my name, but I don't mind. She kicks them up strong, serves me up right. And here I go again, I'm drinking one, I'm drinking two. I got my heartache medication, strong dedication to get Turning me on Here's to a good time And halfway to feel